two farts, Performers Happiness in the Arts podcast that's meant to gas up musical theater performers as they pursue a long career on the stage. We bring flatulent happiness to ourselves and to each other through integrity, authenticity, love, and of course, humor. All guests on this podcast are out to help musical theater performers. And while we do it, ah, we may laugh at the simple things like the word penis. Penis. I'm here with the, the, uh, to, to e, Michelle, always. That's the crowd going wild. Oh my goodness. We got to do Chicago many moons ago and, oh God, she was like nothing short of a star. You know, when you work with someone who is, you're just like, Yeah, yeah. I was just like, I am so cool by association on this one with Michelle. Michelle, thank you so much for agreeing to come on to this crazy oh interview. Thank you for letting me be here. Thank it's you. Enjoy. It's joyous. Yeah, so I, gosh, where do we begin? Let's begin with when you were born. Okay. When I was born. Yes, when you were born. Actually, I think where I would like to start with you, are there people I, I go, okay, when you graduated college, I actually would like to for you to talk about your completely different performing career before yes. going into musical theater, which you knew you were always going for. Always. But your, your like, journey to was, is nothing short of spectacular. <laughs> Could you talk about your dancing things? Of course. Well, I was born in Puerto Rico. Well, I was born in Puerto Rico and, and I'm actually here right now. I've been spending the entire um, pandemic here with my family um, and I'm totally fine. I'm with my family and I'm in perfect weather. <laughs> it's extremely hot right now, but it's, it's really lovely to be here. Um, I was born here. I started... Um, I, I've always been into arts, always. I started drawing when I was like five or six. Uh, I, re I really wanted to dig into the whole um, drawing thing. I wanted to be a cartoonist for Disney. That's what I really wanted to do when I was a kid. Um, because I was always watching Disney movies, cartoons, old 50s and 60s movies um and that includes musical theater movies uh, like hollywood golden era so i was always very into that whole mood um i remember watching one of my first well my first musical which was uh, mary poppins and of course that uh that brought me into a uh, west side story uh the sound of music so i started um at a very early age watching all those movies and and i always I've, I've always been in love with that era and i think that was the very first moment that my brain clicked and said i want to be in musicals i want to sing i want to dance i want to act i want to do it all uh, but at the same time i was like i said i was always drawing and and creating new characters, which was, it, it's all connected. It's all connected to musical theater. Um, so yeah, that's how I started. And then um, my sister, who was younger than me, she's four years younger than me, 
she started dancing uh, for this um, school dance team. And she was a little teeny tiny nugget. She was only like eight years old. She was a gymnast. And I was uh, I was creating like all the backdrops and, and like it, I was involved in all the painting stuff, which was really fun. But at the same time, I was very, I had one eye in all the painting stuff and all the drawing, but then the second eye was connected to all the dancing, always. And I remember that in my school at that time, they were always doing movie numbers. Musical theater. They were always doing like movie dance numbers. And um, I remember when I was 13, uh, we were competing in this Christmas uh, dance show, and they were doing Sister Act, too. Oh, the whole joyful, yeah, the whole joyful thing. Of course, my sister, Tiny Nugget, she's four years younger than me, she was rehearsing with everyone, and then the choreographer saw me, because I was doing the routine all the way in the back. I could see like, her doing that, and just full out. Yes, and she was like, you know this number? It's like, yeah. Okay, so, well, you're joining us tomorrow. And I had two days to just practice the whole thing. I jumped into the competition. We won. I started all the way in the back, very last row dancing. Um, and it was amazing. And that's how everything, the whole dancing thing started for me. So I started old, 13. But before that, of course, yes. doing, all, doing all the Christmas thingies at school. Yeah, but but that's considered a dancing community. Yeah, yeah. You're old. So then I started dance lessons. I started taking um, salsa, but like, but not social dancing salsa. I started taking like ballroom. I started taking um, like refined tropical rhythms. Uh, and then I incorporated other uh, techniques at the same time, 13, 14, 15. Um, I started dancing more and more and more. And then uh, I I don't know how it happened. Oh, yes, because I started traveling. I'm so excited. Uh, I know it's so crazy. And I can't wait for people to it's hear. It's so crazy. I know. Um, I, started <laughs> I started traveling with the World Salsa Congress when I was 16. No big deal. When I was 16, and I started traveling the world which was really fun. And me and my sister, we traveled the entire world when I was 16. She was what? 11, 12, but we're both nerds, straight A's the entire time. So I remember like saying bye to my parents every Friday and then coming back to Sunday. And, and of course, thank God getting straight A's the entire time. Um, so that was fun. Then because I was doing the Salsa Congress, all the entire time learning different styles. When I was 18, this friend of mine who I met um, at the Salsa Congress, and she's like a, a huge, famous salsa dancer, um, and she taught me everything that I know. Um, uh, Tamara, uh, Tamara, Flavia, Tamara Livolsi, she's amazing, a beautiful ballroom dancer. Uh, she said, Luis Fonsi, which is uh, the Despacito singer, Despacito. 
she was like, Michelle, Luis Fonsi's having auditions because uh, one of her, one of his dancers is pregnant. Why don't you just go and audition? You never know. Hundreds of girls, hundreds of girls dancing, all amazingly talented. Um, and a week I was dancing for Luis Fonsi. Within a week, I got a call. Uh, the next day, I got a call back, and then within a week, they said we're flying to Mexico. We need you to learn like six or seven choreos for that weekend. <laughs> Is there any video that if people wanted to cyber stalk you, where they on YouTube, where they could find? Because I when I was when I was seeing, like like what like eighteen. Yes. Is there anything from that, from traveling and doing Despacito? Yes. Yes. Um, I think on YouTube there there were a few. I I used to have a lot of them, but since my since Hurricane Maria destroyed everything here at home, it took everything away from from us. Um, all of those videos um, disappeared. All of them. Um, but I know that there were a few of them on YouTube, like me being a, a little nugget during the Salsa Congress. And then I think I found some pictures of me dancing with Miss Fonsi in, in so many beautiful places. And that's how everything started. I know. Which, which, wait, just to help people with looking up YouTube, what year will they need to put in to to um, talk you? Oh, my goodness. They need to start. I stopped dancing for, for, uh, I stopped doing commercial dancing, uh, 2010, 2012, let's say starting 2000, like early 2000, 2000, 2001. On YouTube, I believe when we were working together and I was obsessed. I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> I, I mean, a lot for sure from daddy Yankee, the, the, the reggaeton singer. Yeah. You can find a lot from him because it's it's just you can find a lot from Luis Fonsi and 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 Daddy Yankee, but um, I think it's harder to find from other amazing singers that I that I dance for. Like Ricky Martin is really hard to find that that show. Uh, the Black Eyed Peas is really hard to find that one because it, it was it was so quick. Everything happened so quickly. You like name these stars that you. <laughs> I do have a few here and there, but 
social media at that time. But it, it was it was one of the most magical moments of my life. Those 12 years, they were amazing, amazing. But I remember, um, I remember that on 20, uh, 2008, tw 2008, yes, I remember Gypsy because I, I went to see that show like five times because Patty Long was in it. Um, I took a break from all the commercial dancing and I was like, okay, I'm going to go to New York because I know that that's what I really wanted to do. I said, I want to take a moment. I'm going to pause my commercial dancing and I'm going to go to New York for a month. Because I saved, you can make a lot of money in commercial dancing, like a lot of money. And I remember saving a lot of money because I wanted to train. I wanted to train good. So I got this cute little room um, in Manhattan and I spent a full month training in so many dance schools in New York, like 18 to 20 classes a week. I was exhausted, but it was like delicious tiredness. Like that, that feeling that you get when like, ah, I feel so accomplished. I feel so happy with myself. I'm exhausted. I'm tired, but I feel so great because I, I took so many beautiful classes from amazing choreographers in New York. So a week after that, I received an offer to dance for a daddy Yankee. Then I danced for him for like six years. Yeah, six years. And I remember that's when I got those um, those signs. Uh, I remember dancing in, in South America, Argentina, which is beautiful. I remember people coming to me and saying, are you only a dancer? Because you have like something extra on your Phase. You you look like more like a performer, and like, well, I want to I want to do musical theater. That's what I really want to do. Um, so people always knew that dancing wasn't only what I really uh, wanted to do because there was something so extra in here. Mm -hmm. Um, and then that's I started doing musical theater here in Puerto Rico when I was seventeen. Um, my first one was Rent. I did Rent. Rent was your first. What a great first one. Yeah, I did Rent here in PR. Uh, it, it was amazing. And, and uh, it was in Bayasaritas, which is where Hamilton played here in PR when they played in Puerto Rico. And it's a huge, massive theater. Uh, that was my first. And I assisted the choreographer. I was uh, assistant choreographer, which is a great, what a great experience to be my first musical. And then... I auditioned for hair. They were doing hair in Puerto Rico. I auditioned, but um, that's when I got and I and I got an offer to play a role. And I played Dion. I got to sing Aquarius. And the whole singing thingy, I kept it very quiet here in my family. No one knew that that I could sing. No one knew that I could sing. I trained myself privately, and yeah, because I saved money. Um, I remember like meeting friends of mine who were. Brian, I'm in the podcast interview. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to edit that out because <laughs> that makes me look later. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, I get, I do a lot of things and I know when I say when I'm not going to add on anything. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, you were saying so. Oh, sorry, taking voice lessons from from friends.
friends that I know here who are opera singers and, and uh, like different styles, because I always, I don't focus myself in just one style. I, I've always been into learning and learning and learning more because it's going to make me a better person first and then a better performer. Um, then I booked Dion and I got to sing that beautiful opening number of Aquarius. And my parents were like, hey, you can sing, girl. Mm-hmm. I was like, hmm? Yep. And someone picked our production and we did it in New Orleans for two months from Puerto Rico. We did it for two months in New Orleans. Then I choreographed nine here in Puerto Rico. And then uh, I got to meet uh, Cheetah Rivera because she was doing a show here in Puerto Rico. Her, her Wait, so you met Cheetah Rivera before you were Anita? Yes. I did not know that. You must have talked about that. You must have. Because I remember talking about classical shows. Yes. Oh, you met her before you. Wow. I met her before. And I met met her during my rehearsals for Nine. And I remember that was like right after the movie came out. And I I told her I met her at her. Was it or Puerto Rico where you were doing Nine? I was in Puerto Rico. So, okay. Okay. Make sure you tell us when you started coming to the states, because I want to know when in that journey. I it's coming. It's coming right now. It's um, coming. Coming right up. So I met her. I got to talk to her, and and I remember her like grabbing my face because I told her that I was working for Nine. I was choreographing that show, and I remember her grabbing my face, and she said, "Did you watch the movie?" And I said, "Yes." Did you like it? No. Good. Good. Because it was it was trash. She smacked my face with all the love in the world. I'm like, this is the best smack of Oh, my gosh. Died. Um, and then I remember finishing that show, and I remember, I think it was uh, late July, early August, and it was crazy, crazy. Jenna. I opened my eyes early in the morning. I said, I'm moving to New York. This, this was 20, 2009. 2009. What's like any other day? I'm moving to New York. I'm I'm leaving. Wow. Late July. I'm moving. I'm I'm moving like the day after my birthday, January 23rd. I'm moving right after my birthday, and that's what I did. Wow. I I kept saving money. Um, thankfully, a dear friend of mine, Aunt Lynn, found me a room in Brooklyn, which was a block away from her apartment. And I moved in all by myself. All by myself. I moved in to Brooklyn, 2009. Uh, and yeah, that's how everything started. And I started auditioning. I remember my first audition. It was Wicked. Uh, then The Lion King. Of course, those big shows. Big shows. Um uh, and it was it was great. I remember being extremely nervous, which I still get nervous, but it's good nervous right now. I I love getting those butterflies. Right now I, I miss them and I love getting them right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was it was a great experience. And then thankfully, I'm so grateful. A month later, I booked my first gig in New York in the States, and I did hairspray. It was for hairspray. Uh, that was February. Yeah. I booked hairspray, which was happening in fall. That was my first gig, but then I had to 
do one more tour for Daddy Yankee. And then someone called me from the Palace Theater because they were looking for a little Ines. And then I booked Hairspray at the Palace Theater. But that one happened before the one that I booked earlier in, in New York. And those were my first shows in the States, Hairspray. And it was amazing, amazing. I love it. Fast forward to when the auditions for West Side Story, were you, because I, I don't, I know it was on the Broadway. They did the version with people speaking Spanish. And so where I would like to now jump to is where they were at with the tour, with auditions, when you came in, were you like a second cast, third cast? Like where was, where was, well, yeah, go for it. But this whole thing, um, the whole West Side Story started when I was in Puerto Rico. Oh. Believe it or not, the whole thing started. That's how I got connected with a person first show. And uh, Joy McNeely was looking for Anita because that's when uh, because she stopped um, performing for a little bit. Yeah. Um, I, I, I remember I had a, uh, I had a matinee. It was Saturday here, so I had a matinee. I auditioned early, and I remember telling Joey, I, I have to audition really quickly. I'm so sorry. I have, an, I have a show to do. Da, 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 uh, fast forward. They called me. I was still in Puerto Rico. They called me, dang, like a year later. They called me a year later after and it was like, yeah and it was for the broadway tour and it was for the broadway tour they they kept me up here yeah and they called yeah. me a year later and it was for the broadway tour and they said we want you to fly into new york because we want to see you again for the tour and i said yes of course you <laughs> of course uh, i did i auditioned uh they gave me tickets to see the revival uh, I was in love, and then I got a call back. Oh my goodness, this story is one of my favorite stories ever. Jenna, I think I told you this story. You did. Uh, it's, it's just so good. It's, it's so good. I'm keeping it right here. So I got a call back for that. Next day, uh, so many girls, so many girls, so many girls for Anita. So many, and I remember getting ready and, and going through my song, going through my song, da, 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 a boy like that. Not even America. It was a boy like that going over it and over it. And I remember walking till it was Chelsea studios, Chelsea studios. I remember walking in walking in and I saw this old man walking with me and I opened the door for him and he walked in. He was wearing like oxygen thingies with, with the tank, oxygen tank. And I opened the uh, elevator for him and I and I asked which number, fourth floor, boom, me too. Amazing, let's go. I waited for until he got out of the elevator and he was walking the same direction. I was like, this is weird. Hmm. Anyways, uh, I walked into that room where 
at least 150 or 200 girls were in. It was just, I remember it being extremely packed and crazy. Um, I was in the last row. Uh, we did America. When we switched lines, I was in front, and I saw the, the old man sitting right there. And I was in one piece. I was like, I remember asking the girl next to me. I I was all by myself. I uh, I remember asking her like, "Don't tell me that's Arthur Lawrence." And just that, yeah, girl, that's him. Oh my gosh, it was Arthur Lawrence. Lawrence, it was him. He was. He was right there, and 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 I spent a few minutes with him, and and I was just so focused in in my audition. I was so into it that I never, I, I I just don't remember looking straight at him when I was inside that elevator. I just don't remember because I was so focused, and yeah, it was so quick. He, that was him. They started cutting girls, cutting girls, cutting girls. They went down to 50. They cut more girls. They went down to 10. They cut more girls and they got down to two. Two Michelles. The Michelle who, who booked the first uh, national tour and myself, this Michelle. Uh, so they kept both of us, uh, uh, an equity and non-equity at that time. And then uh, they called Michelle, the, the other Michelle first, and then they called me, and we had to sing A Boy Like That. We did it the first time, and then I remember Joey telling me, and Paul Hart telling Michelle, okay, that was beautiful. Now I want you to sing it to Mr. Lawrence, and he's going to be your Maria. So just sing A Boy Like That to him. And I was like, well, sure. <laughs> and... I remember crying, sobbing in front of him, and he was so sweet and darling, such a sweet old man. Um, and then I walked out. Just with that, I was the most grateful human being in the entire world. I was like, if I don't get this, I'm okay. I'm blessed because I got to sing this song to you, Mr. Arthur Lawrence. I'm okay. I'm fine. <laughs> Later, of course, they they uh, they picked uh, the other lovely Michelle, which she was very lovely. And of course, she had other Broadway credits, and he was for the Broadway tour, which I understand. But then I had a chance to play her for the second year, and that's how everything started. Um, and it was it was meant to happen. It, it wasn't meant to happen the first year. I wasn't ready, maybe. Uh, but then I'm, I'm, I was ready for that second year. Yeah, I was so ready. And then from there, you have won Anita over and over and over and over. I've done special Marias. The way you speak yeah. about Marias. With, uh, uh, well, who? I'm sorry. Your Marias. The way you speak about oh! your Marias. Oh my goodness! I Every played. Uh, I played Anita 10 times and I could still play her 50 times still still um, but I, I do have to accept that we we are getting old and getting older and my body is just it doesn't work the same way mm -hmm. 
which I I knew that was going to happen. That's why I'm so happy that I got to play her so many times in so many different ways. I'm I'm so happy and and I knew I knew from the beginning. I was like Michelle, this she's going to be your girl. So take advantage of her. Take advantage of every time you get to play her and play her differently. Yeah. You can make a different impact every time you get to, every time you go out and people get to see you. So you make a different impact every time you go on stage. It's it's just it's it's part of our job as performers. So I've had the honor to play to have so many Marias. So many Marias. My first Maria was Mary Joanna Grisso. And we did around we did around like three hundred performances together. I mean she's a really now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My sister. Mm-hmm. Well, I have to tell you, all my Marias are like my sisters because we we always create a beautiful bond. We always do and, and I have to in order to make it real. I I always push myself to get to know that person, to get to know that girl, because I want to I wanna create a connection with her on and off. I just, I have to. And luckily, I've been more than blessed that all of my Marias have been magical. Uh, my first one was Mary, Mary Joanna Grisso, uh, my beautiful Italian Maria, that pure Italian Maria. Um, she was so lovely, that beautiful voice, tiny girl. Uh, and I got to play a lot with her. We got to travel the country twice. Uh, and I, I just, I'm so thankful for those two years. Then I had the beautiful Olivia Hernandez, because that was my fourth West Side Story. It was in San Diego, in, in Coronado, San Diego, that place that looks like a movie set. I got Olivia Hernandez, uh, Mexican, beautiful girl, amazing girl. She was my, she has been my tallest, Maria. She was, she was really, for me, it was tall. It was hard for me to sing a boy like that, like this instead of this. Uh, it was, it was so weird because I'm tiny. I'm five one. I'm five one. My resume says five three, but I'm five one. Uh, so it was weird for me to sing it like that instead of like this. Um, but she was so fun to work with. Um, then I got uh, Evie Ortiz. No, lies. I got, uh, oh my goodness. Uh, I know they're all important to you. So I'm actually going to stop you just so so we don't leave anyone out because I think all the Marias, just like you, are extremely important. Yes. For anybody who is has their sights on a role because we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up for anybody who has their sights because that was so inspiring on a part that they would just love to play and similar to you 10 times 50 times they would never get enough what advice or what just words of encouragement do you have to say for someone who wants to play a dream role yeah and they're just they haven't achieved it listen to me just go for it because i i I never thought that I will would be able to play this dream role of mine, and I, I still feel like I'm on, on cloud nine. I remember when I got my last callback for Maria, or for Maria, for Anita, I remember telling to myself, fixing my ballroom heels, I remember telling myself, 
Michelle, this is your final callback. Are you sure you're going to be able to handle this firecracker? Are you sure you're going to be able to learn all of this and just be able to play this masterpiece? Because Anita is the best, best role ever written. She yeah. is. You get to be funny, you get to be sad, you get to laugh, you get to cry, you get to dance, you get to sing, you get to act, you get to do everything. Like, you know, it was just so perfect. And I hesitated a little. I said, am I going to be able? But then I heard my mama and my grandma say, what the hell is wrong with you, woman? I fixed my heel because they broke my ballroom heels. They broke. I got some tape. I taped them out, and I did that Joey McNeely choreography, which is really energetic. Um, and I did it, and I said to myself, yes, you can do it, woman. Yes, you can. You have been dreaming about this your entire life, and you have it right here in front of you. Yes, you will do it. So my advice for every human being out there dreams to play certain characters just go for it don't let anyone or anything anything any words any any look any movement any thought stop you because it's just not worth it if you believe that you can play that character go for it full throttle go against every negative thought because you can do it just go for it and live it and if it doesn't happen it's fine too it's totally fine it's not the end of the world it is not keep working because that whole process of going for it it's just priceless because you get to learn so much from top to bottom you get to learn so so much not only from the routine not only from the song that you just learned but from the people around you because you get to meet so many beautiful people inside that room and sometimes it could be hard to be inside an audition room because you can find a lot of negativity, but it's up to you to just bring light into that dark room. That is my goal every time I go into an audition room. I try to be the light, I try to be the clown, I try to make everyone laugh and just focus on their thing, but at the same time, enjoy every second because that's what we keep in here and in here. That's all we, that's all we keep, that, nothing else. The experience and the journey of learning and and take everything in and make that into something that it's going to make you like i said before into a better human being and then into a better performer because if you're not a good human being girl it's not gonna work out it's no. it, it won't work you know you first of all you have to be a good great great human being that's all absolutely thank you where can people find you on social media? Um, they can find me on Instagram and uh, Facebook by Shella Marie, C-H-E-L-A Marie, 82, um, or Michelle Alvis, too. It's, it's, you're going to see my big face in both. 
I love it. Thank you so much for coming on to do this interview. You are a joy. I love you ever since the first day I met you. Just, you are joy. Let me tell you, you are such an inspiration, Jenna. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. And as before, I'm going to say it again. When I played Velma Kelly for the first time, you were here and here the entire time. The entire time. Those six weeks of my contract because you are so inspiring and I will never forget that time that I got to work with you. Such a power, such energy. It's just, it was so wonderful. And I'm so thankful for, for that time that we got to work together and what you're doing right now. It's even better. It, it's even better. You're helping and you're inspiring so many people. So thank you. Thank you. I love you. Love you. Love to everybody tuning in. Have a great day. Bye.